Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. It's great to be here, the Faith in Kids podcast for the whole family. We hope that there is a child and a parent listening or a whole bundle of children and a whole bundle of parents. This is the best way to learn together. Top secret, parents don't have all the answers. So together we look at the Bible, together we learn, we talk it through, we pray it in. And I'm here to help and I'm Ed. And I'm also here. I'm probably less helpful, but I'm Jam. We're always here. Please make sure you're here too. Are you here? Excellent. It's a special episode. Every year at this time, there are reasons to feel nervous. And here's the big one, Ed. It's back to school. It could be you are brand new to school. Never been before. First time you've let go of mum's hand or the first time you can't see dad when you need help. You're going to go through the school gate and you're going to leave behind your mum ready to cry, probably. Sorry, who's crying there? It's the mum that's crying, isn't it? It's the mum that's crying. We're all crying. New class, new teacher. Perhaps last year didn't go so well. This isn't your first year. Will this be as bad this year? Perhaps you've had a really good summer. You're feeling loved, part of the family. It's all good. You don't want to go back to school. It's hard. Not everyone is kind at school. Perhaps you're going to secondary school. It's big. You're feeling lost. Will there be enough friends? Will there be another Christian? Will there be new enemies? Will you cope? And will you get lost? Oh, that's so hard to find your way around, isn't it? Maybe you're just nervous, anxious, unsure. Sleep isn't so easy as you think about it. It's been a while. Tears before school. I don't want to go back. And I want to be clear... It might be that you were absolutely fine until you started listening to this podcast and suddenly Jam and Ed have given you more than 37 reasons to be scared, worried and in tears. You don't need to be. You might just be listening to this because you want to hear more about Jesus and you can't wait for what happens. You might be at primary school and you can't wait to leave. You might be looking forward to the best teacher in your whole school you get next year. You might have the best friends in your class ever and you're keeping them the whole way through. Whatever the case, you're not going to do it alone. It's a promise. And we're going to look at a psalm that tells you exactly that. Jam, please, can we whip around with a question? Yes. Think of a time when you were plunged into darkness. 
when did the lights go out and what happened next? We had all our lights go out the other day. Uh, there was a problem with our dishwasher. Electricity and water do not mix, Ed. I know that you know this because you used to be an engineer and our lights fused, everything went dark for a bit and there was a bit of groping around. Uh, Ed, can you think of a time when the lights went out for you? Yeah, weird, Jam. You and I have both had that at the same time. In the last week, uh, we put the kettle on. In the evening, everything went black as well. Clunk. And you know the problem with the lights going out is you can't work out how to put them back on again. You, you trip over things, you smash your shins and you can't find your torch. And when you do, it's run out of batteries. Very annoying. It's like looking for your glasses, but you need your glasses to find your glasses. <laughs> it's one of those permanent dilemmas. Anyway, have a chat amongst yourselves. When were you last plunged into darkness and what happened next? So why are we talking about darkness, Ed? We are looking at Psalm 23 and we read there, Even if I walk through a very dark valley, I will not be afraid because you are with me. Your rod and your shepherd's staff comfort me. We're looking today that even when life is like walking through a dark valley, frightening, worrying, don't know where you're going, we don't need to be afraid because our shepherd is with us. Jam, tell me you've got some fun facts. I'm excited about what these could be. What we started the summer with, a quiz. We have another quiz. The sheep and the shepherd in Psalm 23 made me think of flocks of sheep, because we are, we are like sheep in a flock. But other animals, Ed, that come together aren't flocks. You don't have a herd of pigeons. You... And you do have a gaggle of geese. You don't have a herd of geese, do you? You have a gaggle of geese. So I've made a quiz. It's groups of animals. According to various dictionaries, I have cross-checked them because I'll be honest, Ed, there's a point when you look into this, you think, I reckon people are making them up. Have a think, and then the people at home have a chance to shout out. But question one, bees. What is a collective noun? What is a group of bees called, Ed? It's called... A swarm of bees. It is a swarm of bees, but according to another dictionary, you can also have a bike of bees, a drift of bees, and obviously a hive of Sorry, bees. Sorry, was the first one a bike, as in a it, bicycle? It was a bike of bees. Ed, this is just the beginning. Okay. We're out, out into the jungle, Ed. Okay, we're with the jungle, and we've just seen, bad news, a group of lions. Except you don't call lions a group, Ed. Have a think at home. What do you call them? Okay, I know this but I don't understand it. So what do you call them, Ed? A pride of lions. You call them a pride of lions. Fortunately, they're looking the other way and we're going to sneak across the plains. But unfortunately, Ed, we're straight into a group of leopards. Now, what on earth would you call a group of leopards? I, I would guess at a pride, but it can't be because otherwise it wouldn't be a different question. You're absolutely right, Ed. It isn't a pride. Um, 
it's this is a hard one. This is a leap of leopards. <laughs> okay, we're all learning. How are you getting on? We're, we're with some birds now, some ducks, a group of ducks. Any ideas? Look, we're going to go flock. It has to be a flock. Flock is good, but it's wrong. It's a paddling or a team, a team of ducks. And now they're flying away next to some starlings. What might you call a group of starlings? There are two acceptable answers. Any guesses? A a cloud, a cloud of starlings. They do look like clouds, don't they? But they're actually called a murmuration. I know. You can also have a flock of starlings. So we could have given you that. And they're going to fly past a whole load of crows. What's a group of crows called? Big black birds, crows. They look pretty mean. They look like they could do you in. A, 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 sh- a shadow. A murder of crows. No. And we don't even have time for a parliament of owls or an unkindness of ravens. Now, I think someone has just made those last two up, but apparently they're true. Last two, Ed. Yes. Kangaroos. We're in the outback. We've seen some kangaroos, a group of them. What are they called? Um, uh, A jump. A jump of kangaroos. I like that. It's wrong. It's a troop or a mob. Some of our Australian listeners Yes, I've heard of a mob of kangaroos. And finally, I'll give you a clue here. We're into the ocean and there's a group of things in the ocean, but maybe actually on the beach. You can call them a bloom or a brood or my favourite, a smack of what? Puffins. Jellyfish. Oh, wow. I know. So no room for a paddle of platypuses. Uh, no, uh, and there's also no collective noun for koala because they're solitary animals, so they don't have one. I don't know what a group of Z-donks is called. We'll just have to save that for another time. I think the big lesson from this test, Jam, is it is important that each of us makes up a word so that when we discover an animal for the first time, we get to give it a ridiculous group name. That is a very inspiring take-home message, which is probably more use than the actual quiz itself. But thank you very much, Ed. Now, the reason we're looking at this is because we are all about sheep today. We're all about sheep because we all know what a large group of sheep is. But we're thinking... It's a flock. It's a flock. Yeah, but it's, not a, it's not a murmuration, it's a flock. <laughs> but we're thinking today about a solitary sheep. We're imagining what it would be like to be like a sheep on its own. That's what Psalm 23 is speaking to. The little person, the big person, who feels like a solitary sheep. And here is Psalm 23, read by Tilly. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I know some men called Tobias and Caleb. They are in the mountains of Lesotho, and they are there because they are explaining the good news of Jesus to the shepherds who live always up in the hills who never come down. That's because up in the hills is where the grass is, and down in the valleys there isn't any grass. 
these shepherds are paid very, very little. Big shock. These shepherds hate the sheep. What? I know. That seems incredible to me. It is. And so when Caleb told me, I had to ask him to explain it to me. Caleb explained to me that these shepherds don't own the sheep. So they don't love them. In fact, these shepherds get paid for the number of sheep they keep alive. So when a sheep wanders off or dies, they get paid less. And the reason the shepherds hate the sheep is the sheep, honestly, are very hard to keep alive. They keep making terrible decisions. They walk off cliffs. They wander off on their own. They drown in the rivers. It is very dangerous being a sheep, it turns out. They can't even keep themselves alive, let alone protect themselves from wolves. The sheep are small. They are vulnerable. They make very few good decisions. They keep on getting into trouble. They are weak. They can't defend themselves. And there are many dangers if you're a sheep. Listen as Jesus is pictured for us as the good shepherd in David's psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. The Lord is my shepherd. Did you hear what he gives? He gives everything that I need. He gives rest. He leads to calm water. He gives new strength. He puts you on the right paths. He restores you. The sheep is now strong. The sheep is now safe. The sheep can now be brave. Do you see? It's like a different animal. The sheep without a shepherd is totally different to the sheep with the shepherd. You know the moment you go to the school gate. You feel small and fragile. The school might look big and dangerous. You say goodbye to your mum or dad. You say goodbye to a friend as you go your own way. This psalm teaches us to remember the good shepherd Jesus is with us. You are safe in his hands. You are different without the shepherd. Without a shepherd, we will all be weak, vulnerable and sometimes lonely. Jesus says with the shepherd, we can know peace. We can know calm we can be brave because we're not alone. Listen to the next piece. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. When it is darkest, when it is most worrying, you and I can say, I will not be afraid because you are with me. This year might be harder to go back to school than normal. We have had a harder year and it has left some of us nervous. It has left some of us unsure how it's going to go. It has left some of us not even sure we can keep learning. The valley might feel darker. It is when the valley feels darker that we get to say, I will not be afraid because you are with me. Can you imagine the difference it is being in a totally dark valley, being on your own, or having Jesus holding your hand all the time. 
Just hold up your hand for me. Look at your five fingers or thumb and four fingers. Count it out with me. Ready? Count them out on your fingers. I will not be afraid. Do it again. Because you are with me. Ten words. Go round your hand twice. I will not be afraid because you are with me. So you can say that for each of these. Are you ready? In a crowd, you've lost your parent. So many people, but you feel alone. Go. I will not be afraid because you are with me. You're getting it, Jam. You're in a playground without a friend. So many people, but alone. Ready? I will not be afraid because you are with me. You're in a new place. You're in a new school. You're in a new class. Whatever it is, so many people around you, but you feel alone. I will not be afraid because you are with me. When you're stuck, when you feel alone, hold up one hand and count through your fingers twice. I will not be afraid because you are with me. Say it, Jam. I will not be afraid because you are with me. Can you say it, Tilly? I will not be afraid because you are with me. Let me pray that we know that in these coming weeks. I thank you, Father, that with Jesus by my side, wherever I go, however I feel about school, however new it is, I can say, I will not be afraid because you are with me. Thank you, Father. Your love is enough. Amen. Amen. Well, the conversation doesn't end there because that wasn't the conversation. That was Ed talking. The conversation starts now with Ed's Got Questions. I've got a question for every age group. So you can just take a moment to talk it through. Pick a question. Maybe do all the ones up until your age group. Maybe even go older than you if you're feeling brave. Under fives. Who is always with you? Fives to sevens. Can you think of times in your life when God is with you? Pick some hard times when you know God is with you. Eights to elevens. When you next feel alone, what can you say to yourself from this psalm to help? And then finally, if you're over 11, how does being part of a flock, because that's what we can call a church, with other sheep, because that's what Christians are, help us to keep following our good shepherd? That's Jesus. You've already forgotten what the question was. I have. <laughs> Please do. How does being part of a church help you to keep trusting Jesus? Great question. Now, you can chat about those right now and press pause, or you can do that at the end where the questions will be repeated. is my shepherd I lack nothing the Lord is my shepherd I lack nothing I lack nothing he makes me lie down in green pastures he leads me beside quiet waters he leads me beside quiet waters refreshes refreshes my refreshes my soul he guides
guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with you me. Are with me. You are with me. Your rod and staff, they comfort me. They comfort me. They comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. My cup overflows. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Forever. I will not be afraid because you are with me. I will not be afraid because you are with me. Because you are with me. Thank you to Zoe, Katie and Ethan. It's time for us to go. Ed, what do people need to know about before they log off and start chatting for themselves? Thank you. I've just got a few things to make this season of life even better. Children, look your parent in the eye and say to them, you need to listen to the Faith in Parents podcast on Back to School. Ready? Have you said it yet? Parents, get yourselves there. It's a terrific episode. It's just for you. Your children don't need to listen to it. There's nothing rude, though. It's with Mark Menel. We're looking at a different psalm. It's a cracker. Finally, that podcast and this podcast are all based on a series of Sunday school lessons that are free to download at our website. Go to faithinkids.org. Go to the resources section. There you'll find it. The most recent one. It's called With God Together four psalms to cope with four big problems in our lives particularly as we come out of covid perfect for sunday school but there are worksheets and there are crafts to do at home with your parents there's more to find us there and of course please recommend this podcast this episode to other families you know who are going to be finding going back to school a bit difficult it would be great if you could share us with them i'm going to put links in the show notes to everything that ed's just talked about Thanks so much for listening and we will speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Under fives, who is always with you? Fives to sevens, can you think of times in your life when God is with you? Pick some hard times when you know God is with you. Eights to elevens, when you next feel alone... What can you say to yourself from this psalm to help? And then finally, if you're over 11, how does being part of a church help you to keep trusting Jesus? Oh, that's good, Ed. That is strong. I mean, it's wrong, but it's good. I like it.